It's your girl, Sabrina Smith. I appreciate you for tuning in to the morning shift where shift happens. The morning shift is officially being brought to you by Gatlin Mortuary. They're located at 500 East Alden Avenue right here in the beautiful Azalea City of Valdosta, Georgia, where the owner, operator, and licensed funeral director is Mr. James K. Gatlin. In your family's time of need, please make sure that you call on the name that you can trust. And that's Gatlin Mortuary. They're located at 500 East Alden Avenue right here in Valdosta. It is with our sincere sympathy to announce the passing of Miss Maddie Mae Stewart, who passed into eternal rest on May 26, 2020, right here in Valdosta, Georgia. She will truly be missed by her loving family. The service arrangements are currently incomplete, but will be forthcoming by the staff and management of Gatlin Mortuary. We solicit your prayers for the Stewart family. Again, the local service arrangements have been entrusted to the fine staff of Gatlin Mortuary. So, beautiful people, listen, we're going to do part two today of attacking anxiety. Part two today. And I'm going to start this morning off with a Dr. MLK quote. You don't have to see the whole staircase. Just take the first step. Say it with me. I don't have to see the whole staircase. And maybe you're not the person who deals with major anxiety or whatever, but I want to encourage you, no matter what it is you're dealing with, although we're specifically talking about anxiety, is you don't have to see the whole staircase. I don't have to see everything in front of me. I don't have to see everything ahead of me. I don't have to see the whole staircase. My only responsibility or my primary responsibility, what's in my lap to do is just take the first step. This is also when we're looking at faith as a whole. You don't have to see everything in order to believe that there's an entire staircase in front of you. The only thing that you have to do, beautiful people, is take the first step. We all have a tendency to worry about what's ahead of us. We worry about what's in front of us especially now when we can't see the whole picture or we don't have a clue about what that next step is going to bring to us. You worry about what's ahead of you. We all do in some form or fashion. Maybe, maybe, maybe we don't all worry. Maybe it's just a small percentage of us that worry, like 60% of us that worry, and the other 40 just says, you know what, I'm just going to take this first step, and wherever it leads me, it's going to prove to me when that time comes that something is there. When you take it one step at a time, and when the time comes, you're going to know what's there. You're going to know what's there. All of us have to work to put an end to micromanaging every second of our lives. We got to work to end micromanaging every second of our life where we're micromanaging every thought, micromanaging every feeling. Stop micromanaging your thoughts and your feelings 
in every second of your life. Like before that second happens or while that second is taking place, that feeling, you're micromanaging. Is it because I've done something wrong? Where is God trying to lead me? I don't know what this next place is. I don't know what this next step is. How should I feel about it? How should I think about it? What shall I, you know, what what can I put in into play? Work to end the micromanagement of your thoughts, your feelings in every second of your life. That worry, that uneasiness, that fretting, that nervousness, that concern about what's uncertain can lead to anxiety or un- unnecessary waiting. Good morning, Candy. It's a quote that says, worry is a total waste of time. It doesn't change anything. All it does is steal your joy and keep you busy doing nothing. That's what worry is. A total waste of your time. It don't change. It changes absolutely. Worry changes nothing. Type it. Say it. Worry changes nothing. It don't make anything no better. In most cases, all it does is make it worse. Worry changes nothing. It's a waste of time. When worry, worry is like, worry is a leech. It suck all your joy out of you. Sucks all of the faith, all of the air out of you. That's what worry do. It don't change a thing. It keeps you busy doing nothing. You spend a lot of time on it and it don't change nothing. You're consumed with it and nothing moves. You're consumed with it, nothing gives. Consumed with it and nothing gets accomplished. You're stuck. Worrying will have you stuck. Like Chuck. That's what worrying will have you doing. Worrying will have you stuck like Chuck. Changes nothing. Don't change nothing. It ain't fixing nothing. It ain't making it like no better, whatever, period. Don't change nothing. Nothing gets done when you worry. Another quote. Anxiety is like a rocking chair. Listen at this. Anxiety is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but you don't go nowhere. (laughs) My Jesus. Anxiety is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but you don't go nowhere. I mean, if you ever just sat on on the front porch, you know, because you're from the country, or you just like being outside, and you're riding with your rocking chair, and you're sitting there, and you're rocking. You're just rocking. It gives you something to do. But at the end, when you get up, you have not gone anywhere. You ain't got far. You ain't even went off the porch. You haven't gotten off the porch. Anxiety is the feeling. Okay? Felicia, good morning. Anxiety is the feeling of worry. It's the feeling of nervousness. We, we talked about this yesterday. It's the feeling of uneasiness about something that you're uncertain of. That's what anxiety is. Anxiety is the feeling. Being anxious is actually experiencing the worry, experiencing the uneasiness. So you have anxiety is feeling, anxious is experiencing. So there are a lot of people, a lot of us who have the feeling of worry, and then there's another group of us who actually experience it. 
In Philippians 4, chapter, uh, chapter 4, verse 6 and 7, it starts off in the King James Version <clears throat> that tells us to be anxious for nothing. So not to experience that worry, but this morning I'm going to go come from the message version of it, uh, Philippians chapter 4, and it says, don't fret or worry. Listen, do not fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Okay? Instead of you worrying about it, pray about it. I know it's concerning you. I know it's on your mind. I know it's in your heart. I know it's in front of you. I know you don't know what to do about it. I know that you're scared. I know that you you may be feeling like, like you're going to lose your mind. But instead of worrying, pray. And y'all know the old cliche, the old saying, um, what it says? If you're going to worry, don't pray. If you're going to pray, don't worry. And if you're going to worry, don't pray. So instead of worrying, pray says, let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayer. Oh, my goodness. Lord, have mercy. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. So I want to act, I want to petition again for you this morning to let you being grateful and thankful for what you have, what you do know. You do know that there's a step there. You do know that that first step exists. You do know that. So stand, take a step on what you do know and have faith that as as you take every step, you're going to see that staircase. That staircase is going to unveil itself. Shape your worries into prayers. Letting God know your concerns. Let him know what you're concerned about. Let him know what you're worried about. Let him know what you're afraid of. Let him know what's consuming you. Then it says, before you know it, if you'll turn your worries into prayers, letting God know what's on your heart, before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. My God, you want those thoughts to be settled, those emotions to be settled, those feelings to be settled. You got to put that thing over to God. You got to turn it over to him and he'll come in and settle you down. His his presence will settle you down. The sense of how whole he wants you to be is going to settle you down. And it says it's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. When you can put him at your center and not worry, it makes everything, it'll make everything in your life more understandable, more easy to deal with. The more you pray, another quote, the more you pray, the less you panic. The more you worship, the less you'll worry. I say it again. The more you pray, the less you panic. The more you worship, the less you'll worry. You'll feel more patient and less pressured. Like you ain't got to be pressured into your feelings. You don't have to be pressured into your emotions. Remember now, I said this earlier. Stop micromanaging your feelings. Trying to tell your 
yourself how you ought to feel at every second of your life. And like I said yesterday, you just got to feel what you feel and then put that thing into prayer. Cast all your cares, all your worries, all your burdens on the Lord. I know you don't understand it. I know it don't feel good. I know you want to know. I know you got that need to know attitude. But go and get rid of that thing. Breathe. Put it on him. Psalms chapter, Psalms 94, uh, verse 18 and 19. Psalms 94, verse 18 and 19. I said, this is the writer. The writer says, I'm falling. This is what he's saying. I fi- I'm falling. And I don't know if, if there's anybody other than me. I know last week I felt it. It's like I'm falling and I can't stop myself from falling. I'm thinking negatively and I can't stop myself from thinking that way. I'm falling. Then he comes back and says, Lord, but your constant love held me up. Knowing that you love me. Knowing that you, whatever this is I'm experiencing, whatever it is that you're experiencing, whatever it is that you're going through, whatever it is that you're dealing with, his love is going to hold you up. You may feel like you're falling. You may sense that you're on your way down, but it's his love for you that's going to hold you up. And he says, whenever I'm anxious and worried, this is the word, whenever I am anxious and worried, in the good news translation, you comfort me and make me glad. Whenever I'm anxious and worried, you can depend on the Lord to comfort you. I know you don't feel like his arms are wrapped around you. I know you don't feel like he's present. I know you feel like he's distant. You don't feel like he's near, but he got you. He has you. You got to trust him. We all have to trust him enough. In my closing, we all have to trust him enough to give it to him. Let him do his job. Let him uphold his end of the bargain. Let him fix it for you. Remember, in my closing, Dr. Martin Luther King says this, you ain't got to see the whole staircase. Just take the first step. Because worrying, it's a waste of time. Don't change nothing. All it does is steal your joy and keep you busy doing nothing. Anxiety is like a rocket chair. gives you something to do, but you ain't going nowhere. The more you pray, the less you panic. The more you worship, the less you're worried. The more patient, less pressure. Huh. Appreciate y'all for tuning in to part two of Attacking Anxiety. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. See y'all tomorrow morning. Same back time. Same back channel. Peace. I'm out.